Hey, it's Scott. Rockfile. Back to review some music. I need to find out how these guys on YouTube actually put music in their reviews, because every time I do, I get a copyright strike. So anyway, we're going to talk about the new album from Avenged Sevenfold. Life is but a dream. Well, the album's taken a little bit to digest, and if you're a longtime fan of Avenged Sevenfold, you're either going to embrace this with, oh my goodness, they did something different, or you're going to be like a lot of kids out there who went, it's terrible. <laughs> the band is, uh, they I don't know that I would have run this story, but the band is laughing at some of the hate mail they've gotten and some of the hate comments they've gotten, and I am too. I, I went yesterday, somebody posted how good the album was, and there were all sorts of guys in there talking about how bad it was. And that's the one thing you cannot say about the album. You can say you don't enjoy it, it doesn't connect with you, it's too weird, all those things, that's viable. Bad? This band has recorded one of the best albums of the year, one of the best albums by anybody. More thought has gone into it, more creativity has gone into it. Again, it may not connect with you. You may not like it, but it is not bad. It's different. It's very different. It's been described as avant-garde metal, progressive metal. I would definitely call it progressive metal. Lyrically, it's based on the writings of Albert Camus, if you know who that is. He was a French philosopher. Um, matter of fact, The Stranger was particularly influential on writing like the song Nobody, which is the first radio single. And there are not a lot of radio singles on this album. Now, if you've listened to my music podcast before, you know that I'm a fan of albums, and I will suggest that you always listen to the album. I am into the album experience, putting on an album for 45 minutes to an hour, two hours of a double album, and letting myself just steep into the artist's music. If it's a concept album, then I get into the story and all that. But if it really is just a collection of songs, that's what I like. I, 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 singles are great. I work in radio. Obviously, I love singles. But for me personally, a single is like a short I want a movie. I want a long-form video. So I want a long-form album. So I'm, I'm an album listener. And this hits me right between the eyes. It is a 54-minute album. Basically, kind of one song. <laughs> you never know where this thing is going. If you've been a fan of the band or not, you really don't know where this, this album is going. You've heard a song on the radio. You maybe have seen that other video. The, the What they released in the video, um, We Love You or whatever, that was... That's almost an experimental uh, connecting tissue between two songs in the album. You really need to sit down and listen to the album and then listen to it again when you know what you're getting. Because the first time it's going to blow your hair back a little bit. There is some typical sounding um, Avenged Sevenfold type lyrics, Avenged Sevenfold type chords and playing and, and all that. There is some you know of their kind of metalcore sound in there, but not a lot of it. And it'll go from that into straight up jazz, into straight up progressive, into straight up classical, into a piano piece, into you really don't know where it's going next. If you know the writings, the existentialism and the absurdism that's in Albert Camus's work, then maybe this will be a little familiar to you. For a lot of people, I know I'm talking over your head, but I, I was a minor in philosophy. So anyway, um, musically, they spent a lot of time on it. They had a lot of time because of, of of the COVID and all that. M Shadows and Sinister Gates have said they were largely inspired by their experiences with psychedelic drugs, <laughs> including a new synthetic one that I can't even pronounce. DMT, I guess. However they got here, there's an old comedian. Who was it? Um, I think it's Tool's favorite comedian who came out and said, all those albums, you know, if you're against drugs, all those albums you listened to when you were younger, all those albums were recorded on drugs. Yeah, a lot of albums are recorded on drugs. But 
that's not what you should take from this album. It's a work of art. Again, it may not be your favorite album of the year because a lot of it is a little weird, a little off the wall, a little left field, a little jazzy. (laughs) But on the flip side, if you are somebody who puts on an album, if you'll still put on Dark Side of the Moon or The Wall or something and listen to the whole thing, then this is that Avenged Sevenfold album you've probably been waiting for. The band's actually doing something that may or may not be career suicide, but they wanted to do it. It's not an experiment like Metallica's Lulu, because that was not good. I don't want to call it bad, because again, you got good musicians doing their best work there, but or I guess they thought it was. I'm not the biggest Lou Reed fan, so I can't really judge. But I do have a problem with people calling this album bad, because... It certainly wasn't what I was expecting from the band. It was somebody who, who joined in kind of on the nightmare time. That's still some of my favorite stuff. I enjoyed the stage because that was a bit more proggy, a little more metally and a little weirder. This, if, if you thought the stage was weird, this is pedal to the metal. We're going over the line of weird. <laughs> if you're a prog music fan, this will go on your shelf next to... Um, a Jason Beeler or a, a Devin Townsend. It's kind of that crazy. Like I said, there's a few songs that do sound like Avenged Sevenfold. There's a few songs that sound like Avenged Sevenfold doing something else. And there's a lot of music on here that you just don't expect out of this band. It's well played. It's well sung. It's well produced. Um, they're back on Warner Brothers. I, I Kudos to Warner Brothers for accepting them back and releasing this. It's going to be one of my top albums of the year easily. It will not probably be yours. But for me, it's like I need to watch a movie. No matter how bad the reviews are, I need to watch it to see what I think of it. And it's the same thing with an album. If people are saying an album's really bad, I'm going to listen to it unless I know it to be bad. <laughs> but I'm a fan of this band. Um, you know, I don't buy everything. I don't, I don't worship them or anything like that. But I'm a fan of their music. And, and they've had good albums and great albums since I've been a fan. And this is fantastic. I don't care who put this out. Uh, any band releasing this should be proud of it. Again, is it going to sell a zillion copies? Is it going to be the biggest seller in their careers? No, probably not. They should follow it up with something probably a little more mainstreamish. But I'm glad they did this. This this proves that there's still creativity in the band. And they're not sitting on their laurels and just putting out something that the audience wanted to hear. It's definitely not what the audience was looking for or wanted to hear. Uh, musician friends have posted, I don't get the single. I don't get the band. I don't get this sound. Again, we expect our artists to produce art and then we try and pigeonhole them into a sound. That Metallica has to sound a certain way. That Godsmack has to sound a certain way. That Avenged Sevenfold has to sound a certain way. If I were in the band, I would say, screw you. I don't have to sound any way. We can put out whatever we want. Now, a band is a business. and We've discussed that a thousand times here decisions need to be made to not tank the business. Yes. But you're also talking on artistic business. And if you're not producing art, then you're just producing commercial product. There's a difference. Product doesn't usually stick in people's Spotify lists or their record collections, but art tends to. I'm telling you the first time, if you don't remember these days, the first time you listen to the wall, the first time you listen to dark side of the moon, the first time you listen to a dream theater album, you know, The first time may not be your favorite time. You may grow to love the art that's there. It may hit you the wrong way the first time. It may not be the day to listen to that. And you may have to find the right time to listen to this. But when I really want to digest an album, 
I burn it to CD and I put it in my car. And then I have to listen to it in snippets while I'm driving and it has to be on. You know, I, I really don't like driving in silence and I tend to monitor my radio stations a lot. But I do have time, especially on some road trips when I go a little ways out of town and can't pick up the radio stations. I have time to listen to this or I leave it in there for a week and I listen to the songs and I listen to them and I hit every song two or three or four times, depending on how long they are and how long the album is. My commute is not very long. So I get two or three songs on the way to work usually. And this has been in my car for a couple weeks. I have surfed on over other things. It's not been the only thing I've listened to because it's not exactly driving tunes all the time, but it's such an interesting listen. I always go back to it. And when I put it on, I listen to the whole thing. I wait till it's over before I put anything else. And I know a lot of people don't listen that way. A lot of people listen to half a song, go to the next song. If you're into the album type of listening, this is exactly what people who have been crying and say nobody puts out albums like they did in the 70s anymore. Here you go. Does it sound 70s? Absolutely not. But it sounds like a band doing something that they want to do. It sounds like original artwork. Whether or not you love it, well, that's up to you. But at least give it a listen and decide. If you have Spotify or whatever, it's there. If you have Apple Music, I'm sure it's there. But I bought a copy. I bought high-resolution audio files. It sounds amazing. The engineering, the production, the voices, the guitars, the tones, everything. The drumming. Man, he's amazing. (laughs) The whole thing. Um, It's a piece of art. Whether or not it's your favorite album of the year, I don't know. I've got a few others that are my favorites, but this is really good. Well, on the flip side, the Foo Fighters album that came out on the same day is a different listen. That is a collection of really great songs from a band. Every single song on that album can be played on the radio. Avenged Sevenfold, not so much. (laughs) Not because they're long or heavy, because they're way out there. And radio is kind of a mainstream art form. So get into the Avenged Sevenfold. I don't know how much of this you're going to hear on the radio, but it's a great album. Life is But a Dream, Avenged Sevenfold. It's been out for a couple of weeks. It's available now. You can buy it on CD. You can, I think it's available on vinyl. I know it's available in high-resolution files and on all the streaming services. Check it out. If you've never been a fan, maybe this would change your mind. It's definitely a work of art. Scott Rockfile, back with more podcasts coming your way. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, and I hope you enjoy the listen. Have a great one.